0: This is Brett Miller, guitarist from the Oath of Dagon Kickstarter Project, and I'm here with Legends of Tabletop Podcast. Hey everybody! Hello and welcome to the Legends of Tabletop podcast. We're going to be getting ready to start our two two point five session of Other Borders with Todd Foley.
1: <laughs> we have to decide how to number these. You say two, I say three.
0: Yeah, I don't. I I don't know. Uh, we'll have to we'll have to figure it out. I, I guess as these get split and released, maybe I'll have to renumber potentially. I guess. Oh, I vote three. <laughs> well, officially right now on, on YouTube, it's two because zero was actually zero and one sort of mixed together
1: yeah yeah exactly yeah. so the way i see it, z- what we called zero should have actually been called one but it was really short it was like a half hour pilot
0: yeah yeah all right well maybe i'll go back and re-relabel all these then <laughs> all right well i'm gonna kick this over to todd where we're playing other borders again tonight we'll let todd give us a recap and we'll figure out what the hell's gonna go on tonight
1: oh boy Okay, so in the little town of Entre Lugares, we have uh, Filippo the Great Pacini. Uh, he's played by Sean Koch. Now, Filippo is sort of a hustler and a magician. He runs this this uh, local theater show, but he's also got all these side rackets going on. And remind me, Sean, before we begin that we have to do your role for oh, your right, right for your hustle. Absolutely. See how that's been going on. Uh, and he is interested in getting something from uh, Manny. Manny Velasquez, played by Jesse, uh, is a local brujo, a young brujo. He's he's sort of in training, and he's without a mentor at this moment, but he does have the ability to see the other side. He sees spirits. He sees dead people. And Filippo wants to contact the ghost of his poppy because the theater is, like, sort of haunted in a weird way, and his life is haunted by his paternal ancestors. Unfortunately, Manny really isn't playing ball. Now, Manny has got problems of his own, see? He wants to learn about the other world and find a way to control these visions that he has. And so he seeks aid from Javier. Javier is played by John, Javier Castillo, who is a local shaman learning from his Tio Martin, the the magical arts. And Manny hopes that Javier can help him, but Javier doesn't really trust Manny because brujería is a much darker form of magic. And Javier is more interested in healing than harming. So he doesn't trust Manny or his whole family. Now, the triangle is completed by the fact that Javier wants his Tio back. See, it turns out that in episode one, uh, uh, Javier's mentor, Tio Martin, has disappeared. Filippo had something to do with that disappearance. And throughout the course of the last two episodes, we learned that he's been hidden away. Uh, He's under the care of a fellow named Casper, who runs a local gang, La Familia Thirteen. Now, the reason he's being hidden is because there's a cartel boss in town, Mr. Sisko. He's a big, bad, powerful dude who actually knows Filippo from way back in the past. And he wants to control all drug traffic in town. But he also has this weird revenge plot going on that has to do with Teo, And it sounds like he wants Tio dead. So in the last episode, Filippo tried to get a meeting with Manny set up by Javier and failed. Uh... Again, there's just simply no trust there. Javier uh, turned into, didn't turn into, uh, Javier exited this world, entered another world, spoke to his uh, spirit cousin, Coyote, to see if he can get any advice on how to get uh, to Tio back. Uh, you know, I gave him a bunch of riddles because the other side is the other side. And uh, there's some sort of metaphor about a river that begins and ends in the real world. And the only thing you can really get from it was that uh, his problems began here in the real world and his solutions are going to have to come from the real world. Meanwhile, Manny uh, was out in the cemetery paying homage uh, on El Dia de Muerte to his mother and father where he met his wayward brother who seems to have become a junkie. Uh, They almost get busted by a cop who happens to be in the cemetery paying his respects that evening. But... uh, Manny uh manages to uh, sort of keep things quiet uh It really looks from that uh encounter as though the tie has been broken between uh, between Manny and his brother and Manny, who's got a thing about dealing with familial responsibilities, seems to have turned some kind of corner. You know what people are partying people are uh, uh drinking smoking it's uh It's a festival night but while that's going on, we see a hard, uh, monta- hard cut montage of fast paced shots with people getting killed. Uh, drug dealers, gang members being stabbed, poisoned, shot in parked cars and in dark alleyways. We don't see who's doing the killing, but they're very nicely dressed. And the implication, of course, here is that it's Cisco's gang. Cisco is hanging out in a hangar at the northwest side of town. And from there, he's reaching out to find Tio to control all drug traffic in town, mostly right now controlled by La Familia 13. And uh, he has been told, thanks to a tertiary character (laughs) named Joker, that the source of the drug that's become so popular lately, the thing called the Little Smoke, is Morgan, who runs the Botanica, where our three heroes first met. Unknown to Sisko, the real source of this popular recreational drug, which is actually a religious sacrament, is Tio. He's being forced to make the drug by his, uh, his benefactors for helping him hide from Cisco. The last scene is Sisko kneeling before a personalized altar, a little shrine to a dead woman named Maria, who apparently, Tio, was responsible for the death of. Mr. Sisko says, He promises her that he will kill that shaman who let you die. As that's coming to a close, the last thing, I think, temporarily speaking, the last thing that happened in play was Filippo leaving from a meeting with Siska, realizing what's going on and that the drug lord really cannot be stopped. If he wants to take over all the drug traffic in town, he's probably going to succeed. So Filippo gets on the phone and uh, he calls Javier. And he tells him the cartel is coming. There we are. How long did that take me? <laughs> eh, not too long. All right. Uh, I can do the first scene or I can draw from the deck. Um, I think what I'm going to do is draw from the deck and then give that person the option. Okay.
0: Are you in the deck as well? I don't know if we've ever established that.
1: No, no, no. Um, the thing is that uh, rules as written, uh, the GM goes last. So we go around the table once and the GM goes last. Um, because you guys were new to the game, uh, I didn't do that. I did the first scene just to kind of set you up and establish that. But uh, but now, just like my other house rule about drama tokens versus Poder at the end of the game, um, if the rules as written go one way, but my house rule goes the other way, i like to give you the option. Okay. So I'm, I'm not in the deck, but if the person I draw doesn't want to do the first scene, I will. And the person I draw is Filippo.
2: I don't know, I'm kinda of rusty
3: right now. Can I pass? <laughs>
1: <laughs> John John messed
3: you up there. You can blame him.
2: Am, I'm
1: fried. Yeah, you can you can pass, but that doesn't necessarily get you off the hook because I'm gonna do the first scene and I'm calling you into it.
0: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> Easier to react, right? That's, that's it.
2: <laughs> yeah, I just, I got to get the engine rolling and there's
1: no, there's no fire right now. Okay. It is, uh, it is late that night. Um, Filippo has gone back to the uh, Teatro Alhambra. Uh, the show is over. The reviews are good. Your actors are happy and tired and everything seems to be going well and has quieted down. It's probably around midnight when a limousine pulls up in front of the theater. You see it out your window, Filippo. Um a uh, a well-dressed guy gets out of the front, walks around the back, opens the door for a gentleman who comes out, you realize it's Cisco. Oh. that's Cisco has come to your theater. I greet him up front. My friend, I hope you do uh, do not mind my intruding. I realize that the time is late, but you theater people, you keep strange hours, do you not? Ah. Uh... Of course we do. It wouldn't be theater people
2: without it. But come in, come in. Drink, wine, sit, whatever you like. What can I do for you at this hour? My door I is had, always
1: open. I have had some information come my way and uh, I thought perhaps you could fill in a, a detail here, a detail there. Perhaps arrange some sort of meeting for me. You know of this little smoke? I've, I've seen them
2: around town. Uh, we've I'm I'm not sure exactly where they're coming from, but uh, I've seen them, yes.
1: He squints at you just a little bit when you say that you're not sure where they're coming from. Well then, perhaps I can fill you in, piece of information, in your own backyard. And then uh, you will owe me one, eh? <laughs> <laughs> this little smoke, according to my sources, is not only very popular and apparently highly lucrative with the local tourists, but uh, is created by a person who lives right here in your town. Perhaps you know her, this Morgan.
2: Ah, Morgan. She's, uh, she likes to dabble in magic and all of that new age stuff that the white women do. She comes down and starts a shop and has cats around. You know how it goes. She passes things to her shop every day.
1: I did not realize that she was the
2: main distributor. Oh, she... no,
1: not the distributor. Uh, the distribution of this drug has uh, has fallen into new hands, let us say. Ah. However, the supply is what I'm concerned with. You see, she makes the drug. There ah. is only so much of it that I was able to procure uh, for myself. But when it comes to manufacturing it... Eh, some sort of trade secret. Well. That explains two days ago. I'm sorry? There was a turf war.
2: I was going to buy can. She sells candles and crystals and other things. I went to buy some supplies. And there was a turf war between two of the, the different games. Uh, uh, Hold on. It is late at night. Um, Tigre and uh, Familia 13, I believe. Oh. Anyways. I saw the pack pass from one hand to another, but it's the first time I'd ever seen him, and I didn't think much at the time, but with what you say now, I believe that these rival gangs are moving it through her. We'll see, uh you say
1: she is the one who makes it though, yes. From all I've heard she is the one who makes it. I have my ways. My men have been combing the town shaking this person down and that person, removing any impediments to my uh, new management of the local operations. And from what I hear, La Familia Trece is not the source. Well, if it's not Casper, that must be someone else. And so we ask around, who has the ability, who has the knowledge? All signs point to this Morgan. And so I sent by one of my compatriots dressed in normal street clothing to inquire as to whether he could purchase from her at her store. Not only did she have it, she admitted that she made it herself. Ah, well. This brings me to my point. I do not know this, Morgan. I know nothing about her ways, her opinions, her attitudes, or how she feels about uh, business partnership. Let's say. I would like for you to take me to her. I understand you have a relationship. I would be grateful to do it as soon as you wish. Very well. In the morning, I will send a car for you. Shall we say 8 a.m.? Whatever time you wish, I will be there. Very good. Please, understand me here. It is not simply Hello, this is my friend Morgan and shake hands. What I'm asking you to do is to help me broker this deal in such a way as is lucrative for me. I will make sure it is lucrative for you.
0: Oh, I,
2: I appreciate the gesture, but we will broker a deal tomorrow. We will broker a deal, and you and her will come to conclusions. Uh, however, I will say that she is, if she is unaware of what. She, I do not know. Maybe she is some criminal mastermind. But from everything I've seen from her, she is small fish. And she would not know the trouble that she has been caught up in if she does not agree to your terms. But we will make her see a reasonable outcome tomorrow, I believe. I hope so. And I
1: hope that you can assist me in that matter. I will be very grateful to do so for you. Ah, Very good, my old friend. He traps you on the back and he shakes your hand and he says, 8 a.m.? Shot. It's him. Off he goes. Now, that was me petitioning you and actually doing it the right way. (laughs) Um, Because what I've, you know, what I've consistently, you guys probably know this. What I've consistently gotten wrong is that whenever I cast a PC in a scene with an NPC, there has to be um, me petitioning you for something. Which in the last two last two times I did that. I basically just gave you a whole bunch of cutaway shots that didn't involve you guys at all, and there was no petition of any kind. So I finally did it right, yay, for me. And because I got what I wanted from you, the drama token goes to you. This is. Yay! This is Sean getting a third... Oh, no, getting a drama token straight from my pile. There it is. Uh, okay, so that's the end of that scene. And <laughs> you're up, buddy. So now what? Well, it is your scene. It is your scene now. So, uh, give you a couple seconds to think about where, when, who is in the scene, and what somebody wants to happen. Remember, you can jump forward or backward in time, right. as far or as as far or as near as you wish.
3: Hmm.
1: I'm trying
2: to think of the time frame because eight in the morning is pretty early. I can't force any of the other characters into a scene. So it would be kind of like jumping directly from that scene into
1: the morning scene. Uh, Well, you could jump straight in the morning scene, or you could think of something you want to do before then. Uh, Or you may want to jump way back and give us some exposition or something. Hey, this is your scene, buddy. Can I just have him up at night being haunted? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'm sure he is. Yeah, could we? What could we do? A haunting? You good to do like a ghost or something? I'm, I'm, I am the system. I'm here <laughs> for you. You tell me who's in the scene and what's somebody trying to do. So after that happens,
2: like he bids everyone farewell, he shuts down the place for the night, and then he goes up to his room at the top in the attic. There's uh, so the front of it's like a theater, and the back's like a, a domestic situation. Then there's an attic up there, and he's got this this traditional well engraved family boudoir that uh, has been passed on from you know person to person and it opens up and there's like a mirror set up in there and he sets a chair in front of it and he stares into his wardrobe with all his various uh collection of uh ob- um, like outfits uh, great magicians throughout their their lineage who have passed on these, these scarves and hoods and robes and various trinkets of the craft. And he stares into the mirror, and when he stares into the mirror, all of his ancestors are behind him in the mirror. Are
1: you sober right now, Filippo?
2: Uh, him? I'm going to say probably a little nightcap or two. Okay. What time is it? Um, so what time did he, did he
1: show up like 10 o'clock? Yeah, it was midnight. It's midnight. It says about one in the morning. Your father is standing behind you, scowling at you in the mirror. Look Look at how you let yourself yourself go, go. he says. Not Not just just the the theater, theater, but yourself. yourself. What else can I do? You are are becoming becoming a fat, fat, stupid, stupid, old old man running running errands errands for other people. people. This is not what I raised you to be.
2: What else is there? I do all the tricks, I do all the shows, I do the plays, I listen to the city, I make sure people die less by negotiating truces and trades, what more
1: can I do? Your grandfather is standing beside your father, he says, you must make a choice. choice. You You try try to 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 do do everything, everything. you end end up doing doing everything everything halfway. By the way, let me let me back up a, a second here because the intention of the scene, the the the, what is it you want? I think what I well okay, what
2: Filippo wants, I don't really know what Filippo wants, but what I want Filippo for is a catalyst, him towards his uh, his revenge character. I want him to go Sweeney Todd.
1: Explain that a little.
2: Uh, well, we did we discussed it previously in the other things. Uh. Before we started this whole game, where he was going to like sort of Jekyll and Hyde at a certain point, where he was going to create this alternate sub personality called Dr. God, what'd I call it? Dr. Faustus or whatever. Okay. And it's a sort of, we must bring revenge to right wrongs and put away evil. And that is how we'll serve the family legacy. <laughs> oh, Dr. Demos. Dr. Demos a phantom of the opera style masked pulp villain who punishes the truly heinous. Cause he's also got to give you a bigger picture of the scenario. He's also got like piles of old magazines and comics, like amazing stories and Harry Houdini from like the forties and fifties. So he kind of has this tie to this, uh, this pulp era of, heroes and masked vigilantes and stuff like that and it's kind of bled into a subconscious with all this ancestor business
1: okay um now do you see because i don't do you see any way that you're asking for some sort of uh, approval from your ancestors to do that or are you really looking for something else and kind of meta level, what's going to happen is you ain't going to get it, and that's going to drive you to do that? I think he's lost, and he doesn't know what to do. Okay, and I, think- I have to read into the subtext here a little bit, but it, it feels to me like you wish you could gain some sort of paternal acceptance, but you're not getting it already. Like, we've already established. He doesn't want a world of crime. And he sucked into
2: a world of crime he doesn't want to. And he wants to serve his, his ancestors and what his family destiny was. But he doesn't know how to do that with, and get out of the life of crime. Because the life of crime is like, oh, you never truly get out. So I your think grandfather, this...
1: Your grandfather was like the, the grand stage. And your father was more like the the hustler.
2: Yeah, the the grandfather was like traditional, old school. You know, the old country he was in Italy, and the great grandfather that he spent time with, and those two, like he has a good relationship. And the father leaves to America and becomes basically like a drug using, uh, abusive alcoholic who sells and buys things and
1: killed people. Right. So your father. So their, their attitudes are different, but they're both negative. Right. What you're what you're getting from your father is, um, you're, you're a servant, not a king. Right. What the hell's wrong with you? And what you're getting from your grandfather is, you have a children's theater and you do community outreach. No one knows you outside of this tiny town. What's wrong with you? You should take the big stage. Yeah. But
2: I think deep down inside, what he wants to do is put on a mask. There's a seed growing, and he wants to put on a mask, and he wants to just wipe all the bad stuff clean. I feel like it should be a musical at that point. I want to wipe <laughs> the things clean from the city.
1: Ah, uh, Your grandfather gestures around the room. You have, you a, have good a good place, place from, which from which to, which to start. start. And, I, and hope I hope that you, that can, you find can find the artist, artist within, within you. you. Look. look. He's, mo- He's pointing at the wardrobe. Remember. Remember.
2: Remember. He takes out what is a... Uh, I got a bunch of these in the mail the other day. Which is a I Ching coin. For fortune telling funds. And he makes a flip on it. And he looks at the flip. And he decides he knows what he must do. He isn't sure if he has the gumption to do so, but he has to show the city who he is without destroying what he's built. So he starts tinkering away in his workshop, and then he realizes what time it is, and he puts everything on hold, and he covers it up with a curtain, and he forces himself to go to bed.
1: All right. I'm imagining that he goes to bed fitfully. Because he received absolutely no acceptance from his paternal ancestor figures. Tossing and turning, dreaming with nightmares in his sleep. Or well, Okay, dreams. so is, am, am I correct in reading that what you were looking for there was some sort of last chance to get your father and your grandfather on your side, but you kind of knew from the start you weren't going to get it, and you did not get it, and therefore I owe you a drama token.
2: Uh, well, we could do that
1: way. Is, yeah. is that what I just saw happen? Well, I think he was
2: he was forcing himself to make a decision, but he did not get the acceptance that he was after.
1: Look at him go, ladies and gentlemen. Took all my drama <laughs> tokens. I got to figure out what to do with these things. All right. Uh, and Filippo tosses and turns in bed, and that's the end of that scene. All right. So there's that, and the first two scenes are done. The third scene is Javier. All right. Okay, John, who's in the scene? Where are you? When are you? And what does somebody want to accomplish?
0: All right. It's that night. Uh, It's just about immediately after the phone call with Filippo. Mm. Um, He is going to go see if he can find Manny uh, because they have some things that they need to discuss. And I think I believe it's like about 11 o'clock-ish when he calls, something like that. Right. It's, It's later in the
1: evening. Are you just going to go over to his house? You know where he lives. Yeah. Manny's not
3: home right now, but if you want to leave a message. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. I mean, he would, you know, he would, he would take a, you know, a look, you know, around their, their little house. And, um, you know, based on the conversation with Filippo, they're coming for, um, for his Tio. So, and then based on what,
1: okay. Let me the, stop the- you. Let me stop you right there. Um, Cause we don't have to role play out the failure to find the other character. You're also yeah, yeah. a writer in this show. You can just say, Hey, next scene. We're sitting in McDonald's and we're talking about school.
0: Yeah. yeah. Well, I like the descriptive stuff. Come <laughs> on, You know that.
1: <laughs> uh, well, okay, I'm not saying that you shouldn't do it, but I'm saying that this is not your scene. You're just. Yeah. Yeah. You're just prepping. Yeah. Right no,
0: now. I know. I know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, so he, so he leaves, he shuts the door. And you know, you hear the, the the gravel crunching under his feet as he uh as he heads out towards Manny's house. And then there's you your know, sound
3: effect, John. Perfect.
0: Yeah, there you go. And then, you know, camera swipe and it's um, you know, like a single light on in Manny's place, you know, kind of like peeking out from behind sort of the torn curtains and he just, you know, goes up and Bangs on the front. Doesn't bang on the front door, but he goes up and he knocks on the front door.
3: Man, dude, you just throwing two sound effects in at once
1: <laughs> yes. you're asking for trouble now? Okay. And you are calling Jesse into the scene. Yes. All right, Jesse, you're home. <laughs> oh yes.
3: <laughs> yeah. So Manny, uh, he, he's probably up late. I, uh, You know he he spent most of the day at the cemetery, so he's uh, gotten he has to catch up on a lot of work. So he's probably uh, you know putting together some some candles, and he's uh, he's kind of at a table, TV's on in the background, uh, and he he has like a little pen knife, and he's like etching away at uh, at a black candle right now. When the when the door knocks.
1: All right, and the last the last thing I need to know, John, is uh, what's your interest in this scene? What's your? Uh,
0: He wants to, I guess, make amends with with Manny. He wants to get Manny on board, knowing that uh, Cisco is going to be going after Tio, uh, and based on what uh, Coyote said, he knows he needs to work with Manny. So he wants to kind of forge that, you know, at least loose bond. You know, kind of try to like mend fences. Uh, come to some reconciliation
1: because your spirit cousin coyote had told you something like, uh, you do not have the skills needed to, uh, to deal with that realm, but you know, someone who does. Right. Obviously that was Manny. Right. Okay. This is going to be sort of a weird reversal for you. Just two days ago, you snubbed him. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Manny, you open the door and believe it or not, it's fucking Javier standing there. Uh, and I literally just close the door again. <laughs>
0: <laughs> he knocks on the door again.
3: <laughs> anyway, and Manny almost expected he didn't leave. He closed the door, like hand still on the door, waiting for the knock again.
0: Shaking his head. <laughs>
3: <sighs> Reaches over, grabs his beer, takes a sip. <sighs> opens the door. What do you want?
0: he, he kind of like takes a deep breath sighs, and he's kind of like, he hangs his head a little bit and he says, um, there are things it seems that we must discuss. I apologize for the lateness of my call, but this is something that cannot wait.
3: He kind of l- looks around at the, the, the small house and he's like, yeah, all right, come in 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 the kitchen, keep it down. My abuelita to
0: Ah, Yes. Indeed. He takes a look so, over his shoulder, makes sure nobody's around. Goes in, shuts the door.
3: Yeah, yep. Let's man close the door. Brings him into the kitchen, uh, opens up the the fridge, and offers him a beer.
0: He nods. He takes it. Cracks off the top. Mm. Thank you.
3: I decided wow. that Manny drinks Pacifico. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh, so yeah, hands that. Uh, offers him a seat sits down at the table and I'm, I'm expecting it's like this tiny little card table too. And they have like fold out sure. chairs. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. I know. So what's this? Yes. Uh, um, it was not um, at my best the other day when we spoke. Uh, seems I may have spoken more harshly than I wanted. Uh, I, did you get the call from Filippo?
3: Why would I get a call from Filippo?
0: Ah, yes, uh, indeed. Uh, it seems that in his dealings around town, he just kind of like waves his hands. Mm-hmm. Um, he has, has spoken with Cisco. Uh, it appears that Cisco is on the hunt for uh, Martin, my my uncle Teo.
3: Uh, well, real quick, pause. For one sec. Todd, would I know who Cisco is? Is he like a big enough figure?
1: He's cartel guy, right? Yeah. He he is really big, but his his uh hmm. I'm assuming I mean I'm that's
3: gonna, the I'm thing, gonna, it's like he's cartel, but that's not an area that many
1: Yeah. Hmm. Um let's I'm gonna have he, you make a role plus knowing. Sure. Awesome. So roll one die and right. knowing.
3: This is a game that you have to roll dice. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I, think I think I was, was to, it was cartel, thanks to, the, Cisco.
1: Uh, thanks to the brilliant ideas of, uh, of Tom McRainer <laughs> fusing the PBTA moves into the drama system, it gives us an ability to do a procedural roll in the middle of a dramatic scene. <laughs> <laughs>
3: uh, that is a six plus one, seven.
1: Okay. Now, in this game, um, like in all the PBTW uh, PBTA games, uh, you got like a two minus is really bad, three to five is mm-hmm. kind of good, and six plus is good. It's exactly what you wanted to happen. So you not only know who Cisco is, um, you you also know that he's probably the dude who's been dropping gangsters all over town. Mm. All right.
3: Yeah, I'm assuming that it. Probably in keeping tabs on my brother, I've probably delved into that area a little bit, so that would make a little more sense. Uh,
1: yeah, you know oh, that yeah. he, is, he is not the guy. Yeah, you might have been researching, uh, trying to figure out what your brother was into, which led you to research Equis Blanco. Those mm-hmm. guys are the ones running heroin through town. And what that clued you into was that um, Cisco is a rival. To the guys that Equis Blanco get their horse from, um, those guys are called the Noches Cartel. Uh, they're located okay. in Guerrero. And so, uh, yeah, you not only know who Cisco is, you also know who his rivals are. So, Cisco, in your mind, Cisco is the less important player because he's not the one providing heroin to your brother. Right. All right. So, Cisco,
3: uh, just get this straight. So, Cisco is Equus Blanco, or is he? The, no. He's or he's Noche's.
1: No, Cisco is nope. his, his own thing. He's the Cisco oh,
3: he's, cartel. Oh, re- Oh, okay, gotcha. <laughs> oh, that's all right, that's even more messed
1: up. <laughs> yeah. He's the top fucking dude. Okay. Now his rivals are the Noche's cartel. Yeah, but they deal in different markets. The Noche's guys are running heroin through town, and uh, Cisco is looking to take over uh, La Familia Trece, which is basically running weed and uh you know kind of kind of low level shit but very popular and common shit Mm -hmm. all right monkey money lately because like we mentioned in the first session uh since you're not too far from the border wall there's been a lot more tourist activity and a lot of like Mm -hmm. white activist types coming to town and guess what they love smoking weed (laughs) (laughs) all right cool cool
3: all right so yeah um So can we, yeah, step back uh, one real quick sec. Can we just do so? So you said you mentioned Cisco and your T.O.
0: He was coming after T.O., yeah. Okay.
3: All right. So what would a
0: drug dealer want with your uncle? Uh, So it would seem that uh, La Familia 13 has picked up my uncle to make them the little smoke. Uh, that is all the new rage about town. Uh, is my understanding. Um, I, I f- flew over last night to try to get some more information and they have him and they appear to be holding him against his will. Hmm. Now it seems that Cisco either wants him to make the smoke for him or to eliminate the competition. i it was a very quick call with Filippo. I don't quite remember, but either way, uh, if you want to train with Tio, then Hmm. I will need your help to get him back somehow. I mean, even, even with
3: that, if you don't stop this, that's a gang war in our town. That's, I mean, that's above and beyond a gang. That's slaughter.
0: Yeah. That is not something that, uh, I wish for this town. We, uh, my uncle and I, we worked to try to make things better. I don't know how it is that he got involved with this. Uh, the other aspect,
1: you know, it had something to do with Belipo. Sorry, I'm not here. <laughs> <laughs> um, the
0: uh, The other aspect is uh, I made a a side a sidestep. I, I I stepped over into the borderlands. Uh, I have a a cousin there. One of the cousins there. Uh, I'm. I'm tied to him, Uh, he said that Tio is where he needs to be, which didn't make any sense to me. Uh, You know, the cousins, they, well, maybe you don't know, but the the cousins, they speak in riddles. He did make it clear though, that the problems that, that are going on have started here and the solutions will be found here. And he had indicated that I do not possess the power that is required to help to remedy the problem. I can only assume that he means you.
3: You know, for everything that you say that you of the Brugeria, tell you one thing, at least straight up, none of this side talk, real bullshit. That sounds confusing and a pain in the ass.
0: He's, uh, he's an interesting character to deal with,
3: but I'll tell you what, I, uh, I spoke with somebody last night as well. And, uh, Well, damn it. I think it might be someone that you could be interested in talking to. Really? Yeah. Who's this? Uh, I don't know if you you, well. I mean, I know that you're kind of still fairly new to the area and all. But there's a uh, guy that lives up in the foothills.
1: Miguel. Okay. So this is a knowing role for you, John.
0: All right uh let's see what is my knowing is two so am i rolling two dice then i forget now
1: you're rolling one die die, you're adding two and if you want to um spend your ability you get to roll a second die and take the highest uh which i'm sorry i forgot to say to you jesse good thing you nailed it
0: (laughs) i'll just make the straight roll okay uh so i rolled a two so i got a four
1: yeah um You've heard of Miguel. He's a charlatan. He's a huckster. He's a, like a uh, he he does dumb tricks for the tourists to get alcohol money. He's just a crazy <laughs> old coot who lives in the mountains.
0: So he just he kind of chuckles. He's <laughs> standing that... on the corner with a sign. <laughs> 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 you mean that crazy old coot that lives up in the foothills? He does tricks for beer.
3: Yeah, the same way that you and your uncle just kind of throw drugs at people or <laughs> I make people believe that their dicks going to fall off. If they cheat again,
0: when when you say that we throw drugs at people, he just kind of like straightens up in the chair. Like he's, he's offended.
3: <laughs> Not everyone is always what they seem right off the bat. I mean, I, and of everyone, I'd expect that someone like you wouldn't believe the rumors of strangers
0: he, he kind of hangs his head a little bit and he says that's that's fair that's fair
3: say what you want think what you want this guy's a legit fucking wizard and i think that he might be able to help both of us out here
0: all right maybe we should uh we should go and talk talk to him but yeah. time is short i believe we may have less than 24 hours at this point
3: well if you can help me get to him i might be able to help you
0: uh so mechanically um how how long would it take us to get to the foothills if we because i don't none of us drive i don't think i mean we're not capable i don't think anybody has a car how long of a walk is that because i know we discussed i mean i'm not
3: even sure if it's if it's a
1: place that you can walk to actually it's it's a little i mean can i mean can drive to yeah, you can't actually drive there. Right. You could drive like halfway there, and then you, yeah, have, get unless you have a doom buggy. But it's actually less than a yeah. mile from where you guys are. No,
0: uh, because you're much.
1: right at the edge of town yourself. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, um, and then so like half hour or so.
0: Yeah, and it's it's beginning of of November, so it's not that hot. So I guess we could probably make that walk, because that would eliminate the trying to slip through the borderlands yeah the skills don't actually work that way as we were just kind of discussing last time um do you uh do you know how to find him i I only know that he's uh in the foothills. I've never actually spoken to the man myself
1: just at the moment he disappeared you might remember that spark of light you saw up in the foothills hmm you can pinpoint that yeah
3: yeah i uh I have a feeling that if that he's the kind of person right now that wants to be found. So I think if we head out there, we'll be able to find him.
0: Well, if he he is who you say he is, then I guess he would know if we were coming regardless.
3: (laughs) Damn, good point.
0: We should probably leave now.
3: (sighs) Shit. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, yeah, Manny kind of has the quick internal moment of what the fuck am I getting myself into? And Mm -hmm. then he clears it, chugs down the rest of his beer and... (laughs) It's, it. It's, I, I have to make a quick stop just, just right next door.
0: Oh,
1: all right. Okay. So, John was looking for a cooperation from Jesse, and it looks like he got it. Mm-hmm. So, the drama token goes like this
3: Yeah. Now I can screw up people's scenes. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> and, and that's the end of that scene, which means that the last scene of this, the first half of the show, is Manny's scene yeah, all right. so where are we? When are we? Who's there? and what do they want?
3: Uh, well, I think that this would be a great uh, continuation mm-hmm. of the previous scene. I uh, obviously going uh, we're probably like in the foothills heading up that way. Um, probably want to cut out all like the the jibber jabber in between stuff uh we'll we'll do a selective edit and yeah. say that we we did film that but it didn't quite work in post
0: <laughs> B-roll so yeah
3: we'll, yeah exactly so we'll 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 uh charge ahead a little bit and uh and yeah we'll we'll put ourselves kind of just outside of the area of miguel not like literally outside wherever he lives but like like within like a minute or so of traveling there.
1: Okay. You guys are walking up uh, a, a, a barely noticeable path that's led for the last half mile uh, off the, the dirt road at the edge of town. And you've gone up into the hills and down a couple times, um, you know, kind of twisting and turning around the highest hills, but you're definitely gaining an altitude. And you cross this one last hill and look down on a tiny little almost a shack, really, just, just a very small house. There's a beat-up old pickup truck parked out in front, and uh, is sitting on the porch, smoking his pipe, is a man. And it is Miguel. Let me share Miguel with you.
0: And we established that it was like a full moon cycle towards the end of uh, the, the, during the festival and all, right? So we probably didn't bring flashlights or anything like that. We are probably just walking under the light of the full moon.
1: Sitting on the porch in a rocking chair is this guy here. He's smoking a pipe and looking down. Um, as, you, as you crest the hill, you just see him stop for a moment. He does not look up. He just stops inhaling, and then he goes back to his pipe. He knows you're here. And
3: right, so, yeah, uh, Manny will kind of glance over it uh, at Javier for a quick second and just be like, okay, show him respect. And hopefully he won't, you know, hex us or send us to another plane of existence. I, listen, I don't know what the hell this guy can do. Okay. So just be careful.
0: He just nods. I'm following your lead. Whew. Okay. All right. All right. Let's go.
1: You guys walk down the dirt drive past the truck and toward the porch. He looks up slowly at you as you approach He raises one hand in greeting, and he says, You are quick, and you brought a friend. You are in trouble.
3: Ah, not me, but someone
1: that needs help. Emmanuel, don't be rude. Who is your friend?
3: Oh, uh, Javier.
0: Good evening, sir.
1: You are the one with the trouble.
0: Indeed, I am. Not so much myself, but my... T.O. Martine.
1: Ah, so you are the apprentice of the great Martine. <laughs> Something has gone terribly wrong, has it not? It, it would seem that that is the case, yes. What do you wish from me? It seems I should be the one asking you.
0: I honestly, I, I'm not sure. Um, one of the gangs uh, currently has my tio He's making the... Uh, the little smoke you know we use for ceremonies and rituals. Um, apparently, some of the gangbangers got a hold of it and they've been selling it. I I spoke with the coyote cousin and he indicated that Tio was where he needed to be, but that doesn't it doesn't make any sense. Not not from what I know of 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 my Tio. He's all about responsibility and 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 helping people. I can't imagine he would be there of of his own accord i i I went to investigate it it seemed as if they were holding him against
1: his will jesse what is manny's intention in this scene
3: uh manny's intent is to basically use miguel as a show he now this probably isn't what will happen but uh he's almost looking for like an easy way out of this he has heard the rumors of what miguel is and you know uh read stories about what his kind can do and people uh people of his power not necessarily miguel himself but he's he's heard about uh people with that sort of power and so he's literally just looking to be like hey miguel can you uh pop in grab uh martin and pop out and bring him here and then <laughs> really? it'll be cool so yeah okay. absolutely will not work out that way, but yeah his he's he's just looking for an as usual
1: he's just looking for an easy out <laughs> okay, so so Javier has just explained the situation basically mm-hmm. is 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 this where you jump in and make your yeah. proposal?
3: yeah, that's actually what exactly what I was saying, yeah he's like, so yeah, um basically what we're just looking for you to do. Is I know you can do that whole, uh, you know, poof in and poof out kind of thing. Uh, You did it earlier. Uh, If you could uh, go grab Martine, just bring him back to safety. We can end this whole war thing. Uh, I can ask Martine to then owe me a favor. We can get that done. And all of us just can carry on with our lives.
1: He blows out a smoke ring. And then blows another one through it. He watches them for a long time. And then he slowly turns his gaze back to you. Do you hear the words coming out of your mouth? Yeah. Do you realize that the problems here in this little town will not be solved by Martine moving from one place to another?
3: Well, Yeah, but at least if we can hide him somewhere, if we can get... If we can get the smoke off, off the streets, Cisco then doesn't have any competition. There's nothing that he wants. You know, La Familia can go ahead and move on to something else. They can start a turf war somewhere else. But at least if we can get Martine to safety, hopefully at least we can we can divert this for a while. Long enough. That's all we're looking for. Just long
0: enough. Javier actually like cracks a smile a little bit because he knows magic doesn't work that easy. Like he appreciates the effort, but he just kind of like (laughs) sort of has a lopsided grin.
3: (laughs) Manny has no idea.
1: (laughs) Miguel stands up. He indicates the whole area around here. You know why I live so far from town? It's because of the noise the mess that people make and not just sound follow me. And he means it literally. He's walking down to the other end of the porch and around the side of the house. He goes,
3: I thought it was light pollution
1: <laughs> and he'll, and he'll follow that's he in game.
0: That's your shoulder. In-game.
1: Yep. <laughs> he's climbing up a hill behind the house and he's not even looking back. It's, it's <laughs> quite steep, actually. Um, for such an old guy, he's amazingly spry.
0: It's like a mountain
1: goat, yeah. boom. boom, boom, boom <laughs> I goat. Imagine
3: that he's climbing up, and meanwhile, like, meet like Manny and Javier are like, dude, and like, actually having to like, <laughs> like, 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 rocks are slipping from our feet. We're having a hand hold up, yep. And he's just like, <laughs> badoop, 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 badoop.
1: <laughs> when you get to the top, you find that you guys are both winded, and he's sitting there yep. calmly preparing a different pipe. <laughs> This is a very small one that he seems to have pulled from a pocket somewhere, and uh, it's not the normal tobacco that he was smoking earlier. Uh, it has a an unusual smell to it, kind of musty. He hands it to Manny. You will need this.
3: I don't use. I don't. I don't do that kind of stuff.
1: I mean, thanks. You wish me to help? You must be able to see.
0: It, it's part of the ritual. You, you need to just, just do it.
3: You know, look at Javier, like, uh, and you, you wish to learn. And, yeah.
0: This is part of the practice. Thanks. Uh, he like puts his hands up, like, I, what do you want me to tell you?
3: <laughs> All right. And yeah, he. <coughs> <coughs> oh,
0: oh,
1: oh, hands it back to him. You will need another hit. You need to oh. hold it this time. He passes it to Javier. Uh.
0: Yeah, Mavi takes it unquestionably. Right? <laughs> like this this is this is part of what, what happens yeah. in certain rituals. Like it's yeah. you whatever.
1: Know, All right. He lets the pipe go around the circle three times, actually. And he makes sure that Manny holds in one of those hits for he he keeps his finger up like this. He mm-hmm. makes you hold your breath for close to a minute.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And he lets you release your breath. Mm-hmm. And the moment you release your breath, the world breaks into red and green dots. Everything becomes pixelated and you're this is a very uncomfortable feeling you don't know what this is it feels like the world is falling away behind you and becoming like a like a pixelated screen of itself yeah. um there are weird little wispy things flying all around they're all different colors and down in the town you see other little wispy things but they're 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 like closer to a shade of white and you realize they're people some of them are still awake and moving around some of them are laying down and sleeping and Uh, Miguel takes your head and turns it in one direction. And you, you feel like when he does that, you feel like he lifted your whole body and your entire body turned Mm. and the direction that he's making you look, you see a small Mm. circle of lights and you see the little sparks flying off of them. The lights are getting dimmer each time a spark flies off and you realize that these are, people smoking the little smoke and that the the wisps the ghosts you realize what these are these are dark spirits these are maybe demons maybe uh, the the unrested souls of the dead Mm -hmm. stealing away or almost taking little bites out of these people's souls as they sit there passing around the little smoke and tripping And Miguel says, you have the training and the presence of mind. You will not lose yourself. You will come back. Not everyone is so lucky. The little smoke is not for the uninitiated. He turns you again, and your entire body is turned over in the the part of town where your brother hangs out. You see they're, they're closer to you over here. It's like, you know, sort of near the cemetery. Uh, You see a little gaggle of guys standing on the street. You don't actually see them in any detail, but you see these Mm -hmm. sort of phosphorescent shapes that are roughly human shape. Mm -hmm. And you're you're literally watching as spirits fly up to them and eat little bites of energy that are sailing away from them, breaking off. These guys are disintegrating just a little bit at a time that every minute you watch they get a little bit dimmer and they're feeding the dark spirits that are starting to swarm around them he turns your head again there's another spot in town where a woman is laying on the ground and the spirits are just feeding off of her soul she's not even defending herself and seems to have passed out he says this is happening every day this place has become a mess and suddenly you could hear all of these souls crying wailing and some of them screaming their conscious selves don't realize but their souls know they are being eaten all right so i imagine
3: that in in this state manny is really calm and he's almost taking it it, it's it's almost a, a flow he kind of just takes it as it goes and he feels himself almost outside his body and and, and floating there and he's being handled and he's perfectly fine with it. And, uh, and then as this kind of closes in and everything, you know, as, as the world kind of, uh, kind of drops back down and, 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 and the physicalness come, comes back into him. It's almost like a shock into his body. And he, he jumps up. He's like, what the, and he, I mean, he turns to Javier and he's like, did you see, did you
1: see that? Probably saw it?
0: Uh, yes. It's, it's un unsettling at first, yeah.
3: What did you? What is Martine doing? What is this?
0: I, I don't know. It, it, the The little smoke that we use for our ceremonies and rituals, I don't believe does that. I, I don't know what this is. And he kind of turns to look at Miguel, like.
1: Let me let me insert here that you you do know that um, your uncle did not let you use the little smoke mm. um, for several years until he had prepared you mentally.
0: OK, so so then he, he so then he does have some understanding of. of Yeah, because I. Mm, OK, so he has some understanding then that that if you're unprepared, that that would feed the, the darker spirits then.
1: Uh, if you're if you're not. Let me, let me figure out how Tia would have explained it to you. Your, your spirit needs to be integrated. Uh, you need to be, uh, in a way, um, pure and fully known to yourself. This is one reason why apprentices are started out so young. If you have, let's say, psychic baggage or suppressed subconscious stuff, then the drug can sort of dis dissemble you break you into pieces you um because you're not fully known to yourselves so you can't keep your spirit together and right. this makes you vulnerable to attacks by evil spirits
0: Okay, right. that makes sense so this isn't something that then we prepare for other people we use this in rituals when we're performing ceremonies and doing things we use yeah. it ourselves then yeah okay yeah all right um so then he would then instead say um this this is why we only use we use the little smoke in our ceremonies and rituals. This this is why people should not be if the, if they are not whole in themselves, they are bound to lose peace spiritually. Lose pieces. It's it's unavoidable if they don't know who they are.
3: We need to stop this.
0: Indeed. No, Which you is... don't.
3: You don't understand. The spirits the spirits are around us all the time. And for the most part, they just go about their business. They do, ninety nine times out of ten, they don't even know we exist. But what's happening to these people, it can start to bleed over. And if these people are being affected in the real world on our side, then it can break down
1: the boundary between the two worlds. Miguel stands up. And he's, he seems very excited. He claps you on the, on the shoulder. Yes, you do get it. Ah, perhaps there's some promise in you after all. Exactly. Do you hear the noise? And he looked like very
3: seriously looks Miguel dead in the eyes and he goes, I hear it.
1: I wish to remain far from the town, far from the noise. My days of involving myself in the affairs of petty concerns are long, long gone. I seek quiet. I seek, he looks up, I seek to fly past the great eagle and not be consumed myself. For my years on this rock are not long. It is for this reason I will consider your offer. If you agree to something, you will come at least one time every week or the next year, and I will teach you. You will carry on my legacy. He looks at Javier, and you, perhaps you will learn that the difference between the world of the Shaman and the world of the Brujo is not really so different.
0: He he, he kind of takes it to heart, and he kind of like hangs his head for a minute, and then he, he nods his assent.
1: I will not be the one who enters that place where Dio is held. I will, however, equip you for your journey. The two of you must learn to trust each other. And we must move quickly. Come on. He scrambles down the hill. He heads back into the house.
0: I think he's like halfway down the hill and we both kind of like look at each (laughs) other like, oh, (laughs) fucking. (laughs) Yeah. Can you hear like, the fucking sand falling yeah. as we're trying to like catch up? And we're like half falling over.
1: Yeah. Inside the house, he's packing up two bags. And he's putting like different kinds of herbs and small devices into these bags. You don't even know what half of these things are, but between the two of you, you might be able to figure out most yeah. of it. Um, he uh, he holds up some of the little smoke. Uh, uh, he, he puts that in the bag. He holds up a kind of a mushroom that... Javier recognizes. Uh, and then uh, he holds up um, a, a sort of a sticky uh, bud, but it's not a pot bud. It's some sort of weird brownish colored plant. And he says, This one is for you. He hands it to Manny.
0: Mm. Well,
1: yep. It will not last long, perhaps 10, perhaps 20 minutes, but this will enable you to accompany your friend on your dangerous journey. I will be watching. I will help as I can, but I am not setting foot into that accursed place.
3: And so he'll he'll take insight. So this
1: will let me, like, go, go with him, <laughs> on one condition. Huh. He looks at you both. You must trust each other, for it is he who will be driving, and it is you who could make everything go wrong.
3: So. Manny will kind of look at Javier over his shoulder and then turn to him. He'll take a knife out of his pocket, open it up, cut his palm, hand the knife to Javier.
0: He looks at you for a long minute. He looks to Miguel. He takes the knife, cuts his palm.
1: Yep, Hand out. Mm -hmm.
0: The odd couple theme starts playing in the background.
1: (laughs) (laughs) All right. End of scene. Uh, I think you you got what you wanted. You didn't get well. Okay, you tell me. Did you? I know you wanted him to go do it. Instead, he's going to help you do it. So, Jesse, did you get what you were petitioning for?
3: I think that in a roundabout way, yeah. I, so, I actually think that he got half of what he wanted of two different things. So, his original goal of like getting a mentor and being able to do this is partially complete. Plus, he also is getting like half of his goal for this scene. So I think combining that, I think he pretty much got what he wanted.
0: See, I, I think he didn't get what he wanted. He got what he needed. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, oh, yes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, a,
1: Another classic rock song in the soundtrack.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Any way you want it, I was, way you it. I
1: was I was hearing Mick Jagger myself.
3: Oh, Can't that works me. too.
1: Yep. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I think that works better with our theme. Okay, we've reached the midpoint.
0: This podcast is a proud member of the Legends of Tabletop broadcast network. For more gaming-related content, please visit www.LegendsofTabletop.com.